Greetings and welcome to episode 16 of the Dan York Report. Today's question is, what responsibility do media sites have to clearly indicate that they have updated a story published on their website? And what trust do we as readers put in their stories as far as that they are accurate and, and that they haven't changed or perhaps have? You know, do we view stories as you know, done or do we view them as works in progress? This has come up in the in light of the NSA PRISM scandal because the Washington Post significantly updated their story that they first led with on June 6th about the the uh, exposure of the US of the NSA PRISM program that was working with, you know, allegedly nine internet companies to go and track information around this. But but let's back up for a minute. If you think about it, in traditional print media when an article was published in a news magazine or a newspaper, it was done. It was published. It was in print. It was on the record. It was immutable. It was out there. The magazines had shipped. The newspapers were delivered. And it was there. You had to live and die by the accuracy of that story. And if it was wrong, then you know you might publish a correction in a small thing on box page 2 or page 8 that nobody ever saw. Or you might publish another article that updated things. Or you might publish an editorial but it was a second thing. So you had to be accurate on your first publish because if you didn't, you know, if you, if you published, multi, if you kept publishing inaccurate articles, then people would notice that and they'd start to look at other print sources because somebody else was better and more accurate than you are. But that's changed as news media has moved online because in the online world, of course, you can update something at any point in time and nobody knows the difference. And in fact, We've seen that the online media really now is focused around publish first and fact check later. Get the the content out there. Get the link. Be the one to break the story because that's the article that gets tweeted and retweeted. That's the article that gets shared onto Reddit and Dig and Hacker News and Tech Meme and, and, you know, and gets shared across Facebook and Google Plus and everything else. You know, you got to be those first articles that are the ones that get shared and reshared because that's how you drive eyeballs to your story. That's how you drive eyeballs to your site. That's how you get there. And so you see people who will put up these stories that are just, you know, a shell, you know, breaking this kind of thing happened in a, like a paragraph or two and updates will follow and then they do. So in the light of the NSA prison scandal, uh, a gentleman named Ed Bott wrote over on ZDNet, he said, the real story in the NSA scandal is the collapse of journalism. And he talks about how the Washington Post published their story that really was the, the spark that lit this all on the U.S. side of things on June 6th, on Thursday, June 6th. And among different changes, it, it talks about how this was a highly classified program of the NSA and that nine of the companies participated knowingly in the PRISM operations. Well, a day later, they substantially changed the article. Um, they, uh, that they erased the part that said it was highly classified. They also said that uh, you know, the technology companies whose cooperation is essential to PRISM operations, you know, they, they changed a bit of the wording, some nuances, and they added about two whole pages of new content at the beginning of the, of the article. Um, Ed Bott took a copy of the original article, and took a copy of the new article published a day later and ran them through Microsoft Word to see the combined, you know, the compare documents and track changes. And, you know, it's a massive amount of changes that have gone on. Now, 
part of the challenge, of course, is the only clue that this has been updated is a little thing up the top of the article that says, you know, published June 6th, updated Friday, June 7th, 8.51 a.m. Now, there's a question of whether this is, is this good or not? On the one hand, if you go back to the story, that you want to see the story that started this all off, the story that you read at the URL today is fundamentally different than the article that kicked off the whole you know, kerfuffle on June 6th, and it is different. It's not that same article. But the other side, and so part of, so part of the challenge is, can you hold a, a media side accountable for what it said at that particular time? And the answer is, well, not if you just look at the website, because they changed it. Um, but the other aspect is, maybe this is a good thing. Because people coming back to the website wind up you know, seeing the latest status of that. They see the current version of it. You know, so often with print media, and even print media brought online, you, know, you wound up with a case where the article was still out there wrong, because there was no way to correct it, the actual article. You could, you know, it would be out there for years and ages because people would find that original article, but they wouldn't find the corrections. They wouldn't find the updates to it. And so, you know, old stories, old wrong, incorrect stories have haunted people and companies for years, decades, you know, because of this, this issue. Well, now we can change it. And so the Washington Post could change their story and update it to provide a, uh, a, an ongoing update. And so on one level, it, maybe that's a good thing. But the question is, you know, what responsibility does the media site have to more clearly showing that? You know, had I not seen this compare of documents that Ed, Ed Bott did, I wouldn't have realized that there were two whole pages of new content added at the beginning of the article. You know, it's, it's an interesting question. What level of responsibility does the media site have? What level of trust do we have as readers in sites like this? I don't know if there's an easy answer. We are moving online. We are doing this. We do expect uh, media companies to be accurate. We expect them to do this. I don't think that uh, companies will change. You know, we're going to see people going like this. You know, Ed Bott at the bottom of his article says, you know, um, I say, in short, one of the great journalistic institutions of the 20th century is now engaged in outright clickbaiting, following the same publish first, fact check later rules as its newer online competitors. But that's the reality, right? They have to, because the reality in today's marketplace is that they need the eyeballs, they need the people there, they need the clicks. And so they're going to go out there and they're going to do that. You know, it, it reminds me back to the days when I was in, uh, when I joined Mitel Networks back in 2001. At the time, the company was moving from hardware to software. And all of its phones in the past had been built with, you know, software that was embedded into a hardware chip. And so they had to spend you know, acres of time, just hours and hours and hours, you know, going through to get everything exactly right because it was going to be burned into an ASIC chip for, ASIC chip, you know, a series of chips for a half million dollars, something like that. So you had to be accurate. You had to be precise. You had to be exact. And so it had to be right. Well, you know, they moved from that to a software model where software can be published. You can get it out there. We're perpetually in beta, aren't we? Get it out there, update it on the fly, keep updating it, iterating, moving it. Well, in the same way, this is the evolution of journalism. Gone are those days when it was instantiated in print and on the record, and now it's in this online space where it can be changed. It's mutable. You can move, change it anytime, update it, change it fundamentally from different from what it was before.
what is the responsibility of the media side to make that clear? And what do we as readers need to be thinking about? Good questions as we enter this new evolution of journalism and its online mutable software state. What do you think? What do you think sites should do? What do you think we should do? Be curious about your comments. You can leave them at soundcloud.com slash danyork or on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, wherever else this thing is published. You can find more audio from me at soundcloud.com slash danyork and other articles at danyork.me. Thank you for listening. Bye for now.